If you guys hear any weird noises going on in the background, that's Father Derek cooking because he wants to cook in the kitchen while we podcast. It's very rude, but you know. What a jerk. Jerk. <laughs> Come on. This is Father Tim. We are here today with an amazing guest, Timothy Commander Berryhill. What's up? <laughs> That's um, all I got. Um, so I always like to uh, connect my conversion story with my vocation story because I, I do think like that there is some more of an overlap. Yeah, yeah. Where you know. Converted into a Protestant denomination, uh, had a brush with Catholicism, um, but then kind of fell away from it. It was kind of doing this, you know, looking into like esoteric, you know, thought about God, and uh, kind of running up short on it. But then rediscovering the Catholic Church and the things that I'd missed with it before, and so I think that'd be. Uh, there's no like. Specific, like St. Paul wrote a Damascus moment where, like, oh, this is it. Yeah, like, that's, this is calling me. Yeah, it, yeah. It's happening, yeah. But I'd say there's several factors that kind of play into it. And one was maybe coming back into thinking about the church as an adult, maybe with uh, maybe more serious eyes, or maybe not more serious eyes, but like a, with a, mo- a more commanding respect of like God Almighty and like what that means. Because like people can say God, like, oh, yeah, they have like some, some concept of it. Like, no, no, no. God, the creator of the universe, of all things visible and invisible, all like the black holes and the pulsars and quasars and the galaxies in the universe and all of existence and life here on Earth, like that's that's a mind-blowing concept, you know. So one is just like the immensity of the idea of God. Yeah, yeah. And that just kind of like not ways, but it, the gravity of it becomes so much more apparent to you. Mm-hmm. At least became apparent to me when I was 24, 25, coming back into the Catholic Church. And so I think that was part of that, with especially with thinking about God, but also that like your vocation and the way that you live out your life is not an accident, right? It's, you know, that there is like a purpose and a meaning for your life, and there's something that you're kind of like built for. Mm. Um so I'd say that's the first one is just like just the thought of the immensity of God and how that kind of can impact what the way you think about yourself. Did that? Where? When did that start? Did that start in college? Did that start even before? Just when that, those kind of thoughts were coming out? Oh, well before the okay. very first time I picked up a Bible, my parents were kind of making fun of me because I was reading through Genesis. I, I didn't know what to do, and yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like read from the beginning and you know, like uh, what is all this stuff? Um, but even just like. Re- reading the creation story. Yeah. Um, I remember having this like distinctive thought about God and not really knowing much about God, but then thinking, I remember like, there's, there's some point in my mind where I'm like, oh my gosh, what if there is a God? Like, what does that mean for us? That means a lot. Like, that's an incredible kind of reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I was just like a kid back then. And then even since then, it's kind of okay. even grown more. Um, that is awesome. Yeah, immensity of God. The other part of it kind of was... As I was coming to the Catholic Church and considering the priesthood, it was almost as if this was something that I felt going back to like, you know, vocare to call. You know, yeah, that, yeah. That it's, a, it's a calling. You know, there's nothing, nothing about it that I was like, oh yeah, this is what I, I just want to do for my career. 
because um, I had done all these other jobs before. I can't remember if I had talked to you guys about it. I, I've, I've worked in almost every field ever. Um, I was an EMT and a okay, certified yeah. nurse assistant. I think I mentioned that before, but um, anyways. Um, so I, I, I had know, all these what, options what the for us. Well, you gotta, you, gotta oh, like, you gotta list your resume. Dude. So like the military <laughs> and aviation flying helicopters, but I, also, I was also a field agent for the Knights of Columbus. Nice. Uh, selling insurance products. I also worked in IT. I was a junior Linux administrator hmm. for Sears. Oh, wow. um, in college, my, my most favorite job was um, the security guard for the Art Institute of Chicago. No and, way. Um, oh yeah, that saving, was saving the world basically. And you just get paid to like look at art all day. Yeah, it's, really. it's, it's awesome. And they encourage you to like read about it, so that when people come ask you questions, like you can direct them to wherever. Dude, do art thieves actually exist? I'm sure they do. I have a. You never encountered any. No, I never encountered any. No okay. people dangling by a, a wire. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven crew. They do. They do like have that. lasers at the, at the art institute. And I have so many stories about lasers, but oh, it's only like 20 minutes. So yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and I feel like I was just like in almost every sector. I've like I've done some type of job like in it. You know, food service, yeah. sales, yeah, yeah. military, aviation, medical. I'm like yeah. Um, so yeah, Volcari is that is that that I left it all to kind of like answer this kind of like this thing inside of myself, you know, telling me like, and and it's one of those things where once I started to think about it, and I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, it it almost felt just so natural as if it's something that I'd always been called to, I just didn't know like how to place it or how to name it. But it's just like, like, oh, this is what I've been doing my entire life. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know that this was there. And so I've been like replacing it with other things. So, yeah, it's just, who knows? But uh, it's just kind of the thought that I had is that this is something that almost like my entire life, every all the influences that I had like younger growing up. Um, that includes like things like, Sounds kind of kind of weird, but like the Boy Scouts, like my Boy Scout trip was yeah, very yeah. formative for me, and then mm-hmm. leading into like the military, yeah. and all the things that I like about like the military and all the great experiences I had in the Boy Scouts, almost in a way lend to the priesthood uh, in some respect. And so yeah, I always kind of felt like there was, was this like lifelong kind of thing to it, and I'd only now kind of discover like, oh, this is what I've been looking for this entire time. The other thing too, this was kind of a, a setback thing, but then it kind of helped me later on was. When I was at Loyola, I knew uh, the very nice guy um, that I knew who joined the Jesuits. I don't, I, being non-Catholic, I don't know any priests. I didn't didn't know any seminarians. I knew they existed, and there was a yeah. building. I just never saw any of them. I, but I knew this one guy at was, Loyola. He a priest or a brother? Uh, he's right now a professed in the Jesuits. He's not like a scholastic. Or maybe oh, he is okay. a scholastic. Oh, yeah. 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 But... Um, it's just one of those things where, like, he, he was a very nice guy and very smart, um, but he, he joined up with the Jesuits. But I, I just kind of like remember him being, like, kind of awkward. And uh, <laughs> and in my kind of naive college mind and, and post-college mind, that's what yeah. I kind of associated with, like, seminary and the priesthood. I was like, oh, that's where the awkward people go. The guys and, who can't find a, a date yes, to go to prom. Exactly. That was exactly what I, I was thinking. Like, yeah. that. okay, that's where those guys go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but that's not me, and so I'm just gonna keep going my way. Yeah, yeah. So, but later on, you know, it converts to Catholicism, 
and uh, kind of like rethinking this priest thing. And it's, uh, it's otherwise an idea that is very positive for me that I, I was like, oh, that's kind of a, would be a cool life. But, yeah. oh, that's not for me. Those guys go there. Um, so there was at St. George Catholic Church, my home parish, we have something called soup and theology um, during Lent. And so this is while I was still in RCIA. And we watched a Bishop Barron Word on Fire episode. Uh, and I think at the time it was Seven Deadly Sins. And then we eat soup, and then we kind of have like a small group discussion, then we come back together for a large group discussion. And during one of those kind of large group discussions, I had like raised my hand to answer a question. And uh, this woman named Teresa Hughes, uh, who I still keep in contact with, she speaks up, and uh, she's kind of impressed with my, my answer, and she says, are you a seminarian? I'm like, what? I'm not even like in the church yet. I'm still like in RCIA. Like, what the heck is you going on here? Yeah, but like she thought I was a seminarian, and I was kind of like impressed with that, that she thought that like I was a seminarian, and just the idea just kind of sat on me for a while. And a couple days later, you know, this is also when I'm try- like starting to discover like the, they have these things called retreats. I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably think about doing like a retreat or something. And my buddy at the time I was living with, um, he was telling me like, oh yeah, you know, there's this place called Shelbourne and then there's this place up in Barrington. Um, oh yeah, and there are these Exploring Priesthood weekend retreats and they're free. I'm like, oh, free free retreat? Yeah, why don't we, why don't we kind of do that? Nice. So at the time the vocation director was Father Francis Bitterman and I call him up and, you know, I, oh hey, you know, Father Bitterman, uh, Tim Berryhill, um, just want to let you know, like, I'm interested in coming to do a discernment retreat, the Exploring Priesthood Weekend Retreat, and uh, but I'm not Catholic yet. And he's like, uh, that's odd. <laughs> Never had that happen before, but uh, interesting. Okay, well, he just lets you know, you know, we have this rule, you have to be, you know, two years in the church, in full communion with the church before we consider you for... Yeah. Really. You know, like, okay, yeah. So my first Exploring Priesthood Weekend, I went up to seminary, went up to Mundelein, and... It, uh, I wasn't even Catholic, technically. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> what, year, what year was that? Was that, oh, in, was that in Rome? Would I have been 2014? In yeah, okay. Yeah, I would have yeah it must have been 2014 yeah. or 2015. Because he used to help out with those retreats before I got shipped off. Oh. And, uh, yeah, they're great. Yeah, my they, first one was Father Radley Alca- Alcaterra. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, and then Father Christian Shu. Nice. They nice. did it, yeah. Um, but that was... That I guess if if there ever was like a St. Paul road to Damascus moment, I think that was it. Because mm. I was coming in and expecting it just to be a check the box kind of thing. Like, okay, this is something that I want to just look at, but I know what, what they're about. And I know I'm just going to check the box and say, okay, I, now I've closed the door on that. Yeah, this yeah, is not yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. But I was so blown away by like the guys that were at seminary. A lot of them were very similar to me, a lot of them had worked in the world. There was a guy. There was a guy who was a doctor. There were former lawyers. There was a minor league baseball player from Iowa. Several veterans. Uh, you know, all these normal guys. You know, who all kind of like me had worked jobs, and but felt this this thing inside of us, this calling, yeah. Yeah. and they dropped it all to go to seminary. And I was just so impressed with that. You know, that like man, these. These guys are really on fire for the Lord, and you know, this isn't like about like a careerism kind of thing for them. Like they really do like love the Lord and love the church, and so that was kind of like one of the big kind of turning points for me. Like, okay, no, I'm doing this discernment thing, and uh, so that was, uh, yeah, that was the next kind of point, kind of like on that step towards uh, kind of the priesthood. 
Cool. Um, yeah. All right. Any shout-outs? Do you have any shout-outs? Uh, <laughs> Father Derek, do you have any shout-outs over there? No. No? You want to say any words of wisdom? I think We have to have a shout-out. Let's let's shout out uh, Father Pat Gorman. I'm Father Pat. Just for old times' sake. Hi, I'm you know? Father Pat. <laughs> Father Pat, he needs prayers. That guy, he has issues, but we love him. And he's at Saint Alphonsus. Yeah, so yeah, there that's we go. A plus. See, there we go. Yeah. Shout out to Father Pat Gorman. I'm Father Pat. Mary Seas Quarantined is a Mary Seas of Wisdom Dynamic Original Podcast.